Hello, and welcome once again to the Watch That John podcast. My name is Mary. And my name is James. So, James is actually in studio with us today. So, kudos for that. How was your travels all the way from Oklahoma? Man, so Oklahoma to Philadelphia is always interesting traveling because no direct flight, but it was good. You know, I came here with my wife and um, able to see. Who's also in the studio with us? Also in the studio. Also, shout out to our producer. Wavecap Q setting us up, and um, also our sister-in-law, D'Angelo. We watched Twister yesterday because there was a tornado watch mm. the other day. Mm. So we watched Twister. It's a terrible movie. Terrible. Yeah, it's Twister's, not good at all. It's not good. But Twister's close to home because obviously I'm in Oklahoma and there's Twisters everywhere. And Tornado Watch also in Philly. So, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable anywhere I go. But I'm excited to talk about this next movie today. We are talking about Cree 3, Thirst Trap of the Year. Husky niggas all throughout the movie. You know, just shirtless and beating each other to a pulp, so we had to see it, plus because of the the roots to Philly. I've never watched any of the Rocky movies. You never watched any of the Rocky movies? So Rocky, you know, Creed is obviously based on the Rocky movies. I think there was like four or five of them, you know, and this is the third installation of Creed itself. But... This is, oh yeah, this is the third one. Yes. Yeah. What do you think of the other Creed, the first and second Creed movies? So Because I don't remember them. So the first Creed movie, I thought it was dope because it was the most Philly movie. Oh, right? it was. That's when um, Tessa Thompson explained what a John was. Yes. And then the world, no, that that's how, listen, that movie is why we are able to say John. We can, we can name this podcast, Watch That John, and you guys know what the fuck we're talking about. Exactly. It's because of the first Creed movie. That is true. She was like, this is a John. Picked up a bottle of ketchup. This is a John, you know, in Max's. Yes. In Max's. In Max's. And I'm riding those four-wheelers down on K&A, right? The ATVs. The ATVs. Yeah, man. That's I a... do. It's funny because I do. I really enjoy riding ATVs. I was like, I rode them in Jamaica, and I was like, oh, my Philly Dilly coming out right now. <laughs> I was whipping that shit. I was. Yeah. I yeah. Was, but so. no, man, this, uh, so Creed 3, you know, it's, it was actually the least Philly of all the Rocky movies. Yeah, I know. I was waiting for them to go back to Philly, then I realized, oh, actually, Adonis, Michael B. Jonah's character is not from Philly. He's from L.A. He's from L.A. Pause. Can I move this to the side a bit so I can see him? Yeah, so he's not from L.A., so for a while, I was waiting for them to go back to Philly, but I'm like, they, they have no reason to go back to Philly. Tessa Thompson's character, Bianca, is the only tie for Philly in this whole movie as of now. Because the only reason why he went to Philly in the other Creed movies was because of Rocky. Rocky Balboa. Yeah, so and Rocky like, wasn't in this movie either. Yeah, didn't he die? Did he die? No, he didn't die. He almost died in two, but he survived. He didn't. He just didn't show up in this movie, which I thought was a little Hold weird. Hold on, he got, can- he got cancer and died, didn't he? He's Rocky. His whole thing is supposed to get sick and get back up. So I've never seen that movie. He all he got back up. Cancer tried to knock him down, but he got back up. Cause he Rocky. Okay, so who is, who was, Adonis Creed's father? Who is Apollo Creed? Because I don't know who that man is either. <laughs> I've never seen any of the movies. So Apollo Creed, right? It was um, he was the the nemesis, right? He was like the Muhammad Ali type character. He Where? was the Vegeta yes, to he his was, Goku. Yes, exactly. The Sasuke right? to his Naruto. So I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Apollo Creed was modeled off um, Ali when they when they first made the character Rocky. You know, and you did tell me that, and that got me mad. Continue. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because you know Rocky was originally supposed to be the white savior, the right? great white hero, the, the American dream of a hero for us, and. Muhammad Ali was like this revolutionary, you know, this thug. See, 
Yeah, you know. You know, and and Apollo Creed, I think in the first movie he was that, but I think Sylvester Stallone, obviously, it blew up so much. He kind of calmed it down, and eventually, Rocky and uh, and Apollo Creed became friends, you know. And then Apollo died in one of these movies, and then Creed Apollo died, but Rocky's still here. Right, Rocky's still here, but but then Creed okay. came up. And I think it's another further redemption. So maybe Sylvester Stallone, you know, once again, I love Rocky, I love the statue, I love the steps. But I think eventually he, he kind of softened that, that tone. Maybe it was uh, a tone that uh, that he wasn't originally trying to hit to hit for. You know, you say Sylvester Stallone, and in my mind sometimes I think about Steven Seagal. <laughs> they're like... They're the same white man they're in the same, They are the same white man. It's just like one's Italian, the other one's like probably like Russian or something, right? Who was Rambo? Rambo was uh, Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, Stevens the Goal was the movies the dad like. <laughs> <laughs> Those terrible movies. <laughs> the terrible yeah. movies. Only only person I know who likes Stevens the Goal movies is my dad and uh, my dad. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. But anyway, Creed 3, right, was re- released just in March 3rd, right? We saw it in the theaters live. Um, so the it started out where they did a flashback. Were Adonis Creed, which is Apollo Creed's son, right? How old were they? They might have been like it was a flashback. Uh, did they say how old they were? I think he was fifteen. He was fifteen. He looked younger than that. He looked like fourteen, thirteen. Yeah, yeah let's go with fifteen. That's what I saw online. Oh, that's saw online where? Saw online from a credible source. Oh, uh, okay. he's fifteen. He was fifteen, or Damien was fifteen. No, I think Damien was a little older. Right? I think Damien was about eighteen. Okay, okay. He was a few years old. So, yeah, it started off with a flashback of, what's his name, Adonis? Yes. Adonis sneaking out of his room to go with Damien to a match. Yes. So, Damien Anderson was his childhood best friend, essentially, his mentor, right? He was a few years older. He showed him everything about boxing. Yep, told him about boxing, right? Because Adonis, he didn't know who his father was. Why not? Right? I think his, I think, I think Apollo was a deadbeat. They, they mentioned in the first movie... I can't remember if he was a deadbeat or, like, he was a deadbeat. But I think he was a deadbeat. You should have did research. <laughs> I don't remember. Because I remember he said something later on in the movie. He said something to Felicia Rashad, his mom in the movie. He said that you cared about your other two kids more than me. Oh, you know why? Felicia Rashad was actually his stepmom. Creed was his, was his actual father, right? And I think his mom passed away, was on drugs, and that's why he was in the foster care system. That makes sense. Okay, I didn't ask the question of why is he in the foster care when he got a whole mama. Yeah, no, she found him after the fact when he was older. So before the that opening scene where they're going and he's sneaking out the, the window of Felicia Rasad's house, right, and going to hang out with Dom. Damien. Damien, Damien Anderson. Um, he, they grew up through the system together. You know, so they lived a tough life. Okay, yeah. So that scene, that whole opening scene, I I liked it until he fought that man outside of the bodega. It seemed very rushed, like, to me. Like, it's just like, okay, everything's calm and copacetic. Then, boom, he just stole a nigga. And then, like, we're back in the present day. It just felt kind of rushed to me. But what do you think? Yeah, no, it was a little rushed, right? Because they were trying to just set the relationship tone between Damien and Adonis. And the the guy who Adonis rocked out, knocked out, right, turned out to be one of his foster home parents who abused him growing foster up. Foster home parents. No, no, no. He um 
No, he didn't adopt him. I think he just worked at the foster home and he would beat the shit out of the kids there. Yeah, either way, it's the same. Yeah. yeah he... I don't know. It just seemed very rushed. It's like, but you know, it's an action movie. You know, we're not here for the for the emotional background of the characters. We're here to see two men beat the shit out of each other. But so I get it. But it wasn't bad, but it just it's just one thing I was like, okay, they rushed that. No, it was it was a rush, but also we know that from other rock Korean movies, you know, if you actually were a fan. No, I did see the other Korean <laughs> movies. I just don't remember them. But we 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 know that he was violent, right? The kid was violent. Who he, was violent? Creed himself, Adonis. How do we know this? Well, just when, when did they were, establish it in the previous movies? Well, the previous movies, he just always got into fights. When he he's was a, a child? When he was a child, yes. Okay, okay. So him him going up and talking to dude, it was surprising to me. I was just like, oh, he got rocked. Right. Um but no, I, I can I can I can easily see and understand uh how dangerous that is. Not dangerous from a sense of, you know, as soon as he hit him, the dangerous cops for came. who? Dangerous for the for Adonis and Damien? Yeah, right? Because stuff like basically the reason this movie connected with me right is because growing up in philly you know that wrong place wrong time one thing happens you lose your temper or the wrong spot the cops show up hopefully you get away alive worst case scenario most of the times it's a wrap for you it's a wrap you know and and uh adonis was able to get away but damien as we know we find out he gets arrested and he gets arrested because of what what did he have he had a gun. He had a glicky. He had a glicky. You know, he had a glicky. And it makes sense, right? Could a dude is out here 18 no, years I don't, old. See, that's the, like, I don't, listen, you pull out a gun, but you don't know. Your friend is beating this man. You know what I mean? And then you see the man gets the upper hand. You don't know what that man would have did to Adonis. So I would have pulled out the gun too, for real, for real. Absolutely. Like, I don't blame, I don't think Damien was being too rash for that or anything. Because you can't trust people. Um, we were watching Wu-Tang. This is off the topic, but we were watching Wu-Tang. Uh, they have like a series on Hulu. And Ghostface Killer was riding in a car and he noticed that there was this car riding closely behind him. Then the car pulled up next to him. He pulled out a gun and started like shooting because it's like, what are you doing? And then his girlfriend later was like, oh, you can't do that, you're so impulsive. And I'm like, what? You know how many rappers get shot up in their car? Like, if you pull up to me with tinted windows, I'm gonna start bussing. That's a little impulsive. But I get what? you saying. No, <laughs> he was following behind him the entire time. The entire time. And then then Tupac gets shot in his car or some shit. Like you pull up to me with tinted windows, you're not saying nothing. I'm gonna pull out the gun. So back to Creed three. But I think what he did, what Damien did pulling out that gun, I would have did the same thing. Like, get off him. You know, if someone beat the shit out of you and y'all never had a good relationship, when the other person gets ahead of you, he's probably gonna try to kill you. So it's like, let me, maybe not shoot, but show you, hey, get off of him, you know, as a threat or something. No, I I think think it was an appropriate escalation. I think the problem was obviously, they were pretty public, right? It was middle of the night, they was outside of 7-Eleven, you know, and um, those owners tend to be kind of racist anyway and call the cops as soon as something pops off, but. You know, I think it's Did wrong... I tell you that one time, this is off topic, but we was in 7-Eleven and then some girl came in to get something. She came back out and somebody stole her car. Her car was gone off the pump. She came back in. She was like, yo, did y'all see a Mercedes on pump four? 
This we is in like, Philly? Yeah, this is in Philly. Not too long ago. Maybe like a month ago. My city, wild. We went to, uh, we literally, we were inside that station for probably like five minutes. She came in after us. So she was in there less uh, less amount of time than we were. And she came back in. She's like, yo, did y'all see a car on Pope 4? We was like, no. Somebody stole my car. We was like, that quick. That quick. That quick. I was like, we got to get the hell up out of yeah, here. Cause Stay if you away from 7-Eleven, y'all. It wasn't a 7-Eleven. It, it might have been an A1. <laughs> if y'all know what that is, it's like Sunoco's Mini Mart or some shit, but they jacked her shit like dang. that quick. But, dang, um, dang. Okay, well, back to the movie, right? After after that scene, they showed a little flashback, you know? Of what? They, of uh, the of, of uh, Dame getting arrested. The, sh- the cops showing up after Adonis flips out and knocks Adonis out his... ran. He ran. He booked it. He ran. How do you feel about that? Uh, 100% you run. I think it's a code, right? Like if there's there's really no way when the cops show up, you know, there's there's really no way to uh, to, to 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 you you basically you don't both get arrested, you know. I don't think there's any honor. There's like you know the the, the phrase is no honor amongst thieves. You sound like a snitch. A sn- no, not a snitch. You saying snitching and running is different. The crew goes down with the ship. No, no. If if something if, if, if something pops off, you was you gonna be the first run. one to run. I can't do no crime with you. I'm gonna get the first one to get caught because I can't run. That's my problem. I'm too fat to run. I like, have an asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> but but nah, like to be honest with you, Dame tried to run too, right? He got caught. He always he had the guns. So he had to drop it. But Adonis, being 15 years old, do run. If he didn't run, that would ruin his life, and he knew it. Yeah, yeah. So you run. I mean, you you can never say how you will act in a situation like that. I feel like for me, I'll be too afraid to do anything. I'm just like a person when I'm fearful, I don't flee. I like freeze. Mm. So I can see myself being the Damien in that situation. Meanwhile, my friend who I risked my life for is just booking it. Like, you oh, know. Oh, so your fight and flight reflex, you, you got a third option, fight, fright, or like stay. I just freeze. I don't just fight freeze. or flight. I just freeze up. Mm. I, I don't. Because, you know, sometimes you're like, and when you're in the moment, you don't. You're kind of in a state of shock, so you're not react. You're you're still trying to process what's happening, and that cause you not to That's react. That's the whole at thing all. about fight and flight. You don't process. You just go. Your mind takes over. Your, your I guess instincts I need to... take over. Your instincts take over. All right. We need to get a little more street streetwise. You know, we'll we'll go I, reenact I don't know. the scene. I can't see myself running. We go reenact it. We go steal something from Seven Eleven and see what happens. I'm too old to be stealing stuff. Yeah, We're not going to get a slap on the wrist. We're going to be like, nigga, what the fuck? We got stuff you to lose. You are 30 years old stealing Snickers from 7-Eleven. For real. Just get get a man, job. Get a job. <laughs> like, get that man this 2.30 and get out the door. Yeah. Really? Like, the cops are going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? We're like, going to beat you just for that. For just, that dumb shit. Just like. for that. Just for tripping. But, um, huh. Anywho, it fast forward, right? And Creed, he has his last fight as a professional boxer. And it's a typical... Who was it against? He was fighting someone. It was just some... Oh, that was... Yeah, I remember that. That was a good fight. I liked how they broke that down. We can kind of get into his mind during the fight. And you can see how Creed is thinking during the fight. Like, he looked at Tessa Thompson in the audience. He was like, I got her. Because he, he could tell when the other fighter was allowing himself to be open. Yes. And he got that, that from Damien. Right, Damien did the same thing. Right, Damien was. Damien did the same thing with the flashback scene. Yes, yes, really? he was. He was, he was I a, forgot. We, it's he, been a while since we watched. <laughs> no, he was a prodigy, right? So he was. So Damien was one of the best pound for pound fighters of his age class, right? 
and he uh, he was able to anticipate what his opponents would do, similar to how. So how do you do that? Do you like watch their shoulders? Do you watch their feet? I know you're not a professional boxer, but you took boxing for like two months, right? I, t- I took boxing, and also like you know, I got hands. You know, I had to fight dozens of children when I grow up, right? But I think as a, it's it's one anticipating counter moves and understanding what sort what sort of. Um, um, attacks you can anticipate and you you can anticipate that better. But what if okay, so if you just like obviously if you know someone's about to hit you, you see their shoulder first, right? I guess, right? But you're not watching their shoulder. I'm gonna try to hit you. Yeah, right. That's the first thing that's gonna move. The first thing is you move is their shoulder. So or, what what do you how do you anticipate what are you looking for when you're trying to anticipate someone's movement? Body language, right? Because also, you know, if you realize but what boxers, about their body language? I'm not a boxer, Mary. I don't you know. You said you knew. I said, you said you I can understand. The same. I have hands, but don't mean I use my hands since high school. Yeah, yeah, tendencies. You know what I mean? Just like, yes, watching film. The same way you watch a tennis player, you know, basketball player, football plays, boxings. Anyway, you you as you become a very good boxer, you start figuring out how to predict people's movements. Yeah, I guess that is what he did in a movie. You know, he like was Sherlock just kind Holmes. of. Okay. He was just kind of... You remember the show like an Obst thing? Uh, like, <laughs> all right. Um, he was just kind of, you know, kind of biding his time for a little bit. Tussle was like, stop playing with him. Mm-hmm. But he was gathering information. Gathering information. And then when he got it, he gave that nigga the body shots, like, right there. And I was like, I like this. It feels like I'm playing, like, I don't know, Tekken or something. Yeah. Like, that was cool. The boxing scenes throughout the movie were pretty good. That is one thing about Creed. They got good boxing scenes. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a boxing movie, it's a but, boxing movie, but. And one thing I liked about Creed, all three of the Creeds, are the training sequences. You know, for obvious reasons, you know. Yeah, but it also makes you want to get in shape. It does. It makes me want to be fit. Like, it makes me want to be fit. It is like a, just, I remember this one scene, he was wearing like a weighted vest and was just running with the car behind him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, snaps, I'm going to go to CrossFit. You know, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to run. I started running and I was like, I am not Apollo Creed and I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay I am not that. Apollo Creed and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm it's funny. Creed. I was all motivated so you actually had to do the game work and then it's like, mm-hmm. this ain't for me. But that is one good thing about the movie that I enjoy. Just really like, seeing him really like give his all and see that endurance, you know? Yeah. And it kind of does, like you said, it makes you feel like I can do that too if I work hard enough, if I just keep getting back up, if I keep pushing myself. Imagine what I can achieve. Exactly. You know, and and it was, that was that was his last fight, right? And he had nothing else to prove, so he retired. You know, he started his boxing gym, where he was training Felix. See, at first, I didn't realize that this was such a time shift because when they showed his daughter Amara, I was like, "Why is she so big now?" Because in the last movie, she was an infant. She was an infant. She was an infant. So it was a significant amount of time. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I was like, what? And I was like, oh, it has to be, okay, he retired. I didn't catch that as first. So first I was like, well, hold on, y'all lying to me. Because last movie, she was an infant. She was a baby. And that's, the last movie, I thought they established that she had her hearing when she was born. (laughs) Remember Tessa Thompson, Bianca, in a movie was worried that her baby would be born deaf. And then Mm. I thought she wasn't born deaf. Or did I, am I reading that wrong? I don't remember. Maybe she, it just degraded over time. Okay. You know, because yeah. even Tessa, you know, I mean, or Bianca. Yeah, she can't make she can't make music anymore. She she can't perform. She can't She's perform anymore. She's a producer now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is which is I guess the their both of their lives were changing, right? Mm. So Creed was used to obviously being a heavyweight champion of the world, 
fighting people, training and everything. And then now Tessa Thompson, you know, was, or Bianca, mm-hmm. was used to being the, um, I don't know, what kind of actor? A performer. She was performer. like an R&B type singer. Yeah. You know, I, I heard bits of her music during the second uh, movie. She gives me like a sort of like a, maybe like a Janae Aiko vibe. Mm-hmm. Very like soft R&B. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sultry and everything. So Absolutely. But yeah, she, she couldn't do what she loved anymore and... You know, Adonis was deciding not to continue what he was doing. So it was a transition period, which is why it was interesting, right, when um, Adonis was in his, his gym, you know, and obviously bringing up the Knicks fighters. Could Felix. Only, yes, because the way boxing works, right, is the same thing that... Uh, oh, now you know about boxing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know a little bit. You know All what right. I mean? Just a little saying. But the way the way it works is um, who's the, um, the, dude who can't, <laughs> the dude who can't read, right? Uh, I don't know, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Floyd Mayweather Jr., right? right. When Floyd... They need to leave that man alone, okay? <laughs> he can't... <laughs> leave that man yeah. alone. But no, he's one of the greatest boxers of all times, right? Undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> no. Our producer's having some problems, but we can't say... Just describing Floyd Mayweather only by his illiteracy and not by his hands, which he should be named for, uh, remembered for. But anyway... He, after he retired, right, he started his own boxing brand, you know, and that's how is these that boxers. Gold's Gym? No, Ghost Gym is, is way old. Oh. But he started basically boxers have to make their own brands because. Yo, y'all, what's that? What's that boxing gym in Philly that's now a mattress store? Whose gym was that? It's popular. It's right. Um, where is it? You know exactly. It was by a Blockbuster. Oh, you it's somewhere about, in North. Um, George Foreman. Okay. Yeah. His gym, gym is now a furniture store? It's a mattress store, I think. I'm pretty sure it's a mattress store now. Let me do a quick Google. Okay. While you're looking up <clears throat> that. Anyway, when Creed is outside of his gym, you know, tra- training the next fighters, right? He's trying to get a, a professional a title match for Felix. Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. You said George Foreman, and I thought, gross? <laughs> <laughs> He's also a boxer. That's what George Foreman We, we shouldn't be critiquing this movie. We shouldn't be critiquing this movie. But anyway, right, when Creed is outside the the, the his gym, you know, getting Felix everything, and everything ready, free with child. Yeah, it's closed, dog. Joe Fr- Frazier's gym is closed? Yeah, it's a furniture store. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, I knew I wasn't tripping. It closed a while ago. Dang. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a little piece of history, a Black Philly history. That, Joe uh, Frazier. We said George Foreman. George Foreman. George Foreman. I just I just do one of the niggas for Ali, right? And both mm. of them did. So crazy. Anywho, all I'm trying to get to the part is when <laughs> is when uh, Dom shows up. He shows up. Damien. They call him Dom. They call him Dame. They call him Dame. The hell? Hmm. Yeah, Dame. Listen, he came up looking fresh out. Fresh out, he had the car heart on heavy, yeah. looking like he haven't drunk clean water in six weeks. Yeah, ashy knuckles, tobacco lips colored. He he looked bad. He looked he bad. looked bad. He looked bad. He was big though. Laying on somebody like on his car, you know. <laughs> I remember. He, out. <laughs> he was like, "You can get off my car, though, bro." I'm like, "For real?" Like, I remember. But we... if you put me in jail, the least I can do is lay up on your car. No, that's true. But I remember when we were kids, we was uh. In North Philly, running around the streets and everything, and we would lean up on people's cars. I, I ain't never did that. I remember my older brother be like, yo, get out the car, get out the car. And I'd be like, why? I ain't doing nothing to it. And he was like, as soon as you get your car, you can see 
how these people feel when you all up on their car. So yeah. that's that's what that reminded me of. But anyway, I felt as though when Creed saw him and realized who Damien was. He didn't seem happy. He didn't seem happy at all because I feel like all those old... Damien was something he tried to forget. So yeah. when he showed up, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so glad to see you. It was more like, oh, you're bringing back all these feelings of guilt that I have within myself. Yeah, but I thought he handled it the right way, right? He was like, yo, do you need money? And then Damien was like, no, I didn't come here for a handout. I want to be a boxer. Uh, I feel like he was trying to atone for the sins that he felt like he committed. It was just kind of like, let me find a quick way of making this right. He didn't apologize, you know, or, or talk about it. He just said, do you need money? And that kind of got Dame mad because it's like, yeah, I don't want no handouts. But it's like, are you even going to start to acknowledge what happened? I know he was a child. He was a child, you know, but it's like, you know, yeah, Felicia Rashad hid the letters. But you knew he was in jail <laughs> for 18 years. He ain't tried to visit him or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of wild to me. But uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, because the money seemed, I was like, I would feel the same way. Like, I didn't come here for no goddamn money. So at the at the moment, right, we didn't understand the full backstory when they first pop up. But I was just thinking, yo, if I see someone, like, growing up with who I was cool with, you know, who was having a hard time for the first time, I'll probably do the same thing, take him out to dinner, See That's you. Doing, make sure that they're make sure that they're basically you tend to immediate need first, right? Mm. If they're if they if they have immediate financial need or they're hungry, you know, and hang out and just talk to them and then chill. But you're saying that as a person who doesn't have some sort of like guilt in regard to that person. I know. So you know I, I mean? once again, from just seeing it from the first time, you don't know oh, the backstory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually. I felt I felt it was legitimate. Like the 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 real no, I feel you. Let me see what you need. Like what's what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And, and you know, and Cre- are you working? He said, "No, I'm a fine work." He said, oh, "I'm yeah. a box." I'm not gonna be doing. It's like you ordered me, nigga, and I retired. Exactly. Fresh out. Don't know about that, but but yeah. he gave him a shot. Yeah. You know, he he let him he let him go, and and train with Felix, right? And when I saw it, I'm thinking, "Dag, like it might like once again not knowing the whole backstory. Why you guess we knew the dude was arrested." Afterwards, we saw that in the flashback. So Felix, I don't know anything about boxing. So Felix, was he the the heavyweight champ? <laughs> no, no. Felix, Felix was a he was an up and coming boxer, right? So he had a pretty decent record. And the way it works is you your your promoter or your um your manager essentially they need to find fights for you, right? And the the bigger fights that they can put you in so, front of. Adonis was his manager. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the bigger fights they put you in front of. Um, the more money you get, and the bigger your purse is, or the bigger percentage of the fight of the of the pot that you get. Mm. So he was trying to get him to fight the Husky Russian bull, right? And uh, the goal was you fight him, and if you beat him, you get a heavyweight champ. But if you lose, we could try to do it like a forty or sixty split or so, so he can so get. It would basically set him up for life because if he fought him but put up a good fight, then he can go and do other like challenges and everything. He can start his career off right, you know. But Your boxing w- knowledge is very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. What? Like, I know about some things. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you do know. <laughs> Mary, I have partial knowledge of everything, okay? Mm. Remember that from, uh, yeah, from one of those. <laughs> 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 I told you. I told you partial all knowledge. Right. Adventure Time, it was like, I have approximate knowledge of all things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> am I the only one who thought it was, incredibly obvious that 
it was Damien who got that man who put a hit out on Felix. Oh, and got him beat up. <laughs> I knew immediately. I was like, Dame did that shit. Dame did that shit. This nigga's fresh out. Fresh out. 18 years. He don't got time to he play with y'all. He's no, been he telling forever. I want to box. I want to box. Now nah, you're not ready. Now nah, you're not ready. He made his own way. His and own I own. felt bad for Felix. Felix did not deserve that at all. He was what? a good, honest fighter. No, you you talk about you talk about when he went and attacked the Russian dude, right, and broke the Russian dude's hand in the club. That was a setup. Remember, he had he had so so Damien he had his 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 room his roommate his cellmate in in prison come up and find a Russian dude and break his hand so he couldn't fight. So now Felix had to find another fighter, and guess what? You can fight the niggas you've been training You're with right. the whole time. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It wasn't Felix. It was the ever dude. Yeah. Yeah. I knew immediately that was Dame. Yeah. No, yeah it I was, was like, Dame. this is Damien. Like, and it, what? And, and to be honest with you, like, I wasn't really mad at it. It's kind of grimy, but like at the same time. I'm not like, saying that it's right, but I wasn't mad at it. I was, it was not right. But, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I was rooting for Damien this whole movie. In my mind, Damien was a protagonist. <laughs> he was a protagonist because I understand everything he was going through. And, you know, it's just. It's just Jonathan Majors. His face can be so heart-wrenching. Yeah. You know, you can just feel the pain in his eyes and the anger and the resentment. So it's just, I was rooting for Bull. No, he he um he was very good. Yeah. And like you said, when when his face is like when he when the first time he went to Adonis's house mm. and he was just walking around and he saw the daughter and everything and he saw all that he had mm-hmm. and he realized that dad man this is could have been in my life if like but you know it he was he didn't seem like a hater though he never seemed like a he seemed mad but he didn't seem like a hater he don't no I mean, he, he kind of said a few things like you Hollywood now but it didn't seem like venomous in no, my mind I don't think I don't think it was and I don't know when the point where he decided to go and attack the Russian the Russian bull when you know when the point when Michael B. Jordan wasn't giving no, he wasn't giving him no play. But but why would he? In all seriousness, Michael B. Jordan, I think what he did because that's his mind. That's the least he can do. But but if he put him on the stage mm. and he gets destroyed, who Damien? Damien. If if he, if if, if Damien if Michael would have would have would have represented Damien. Okay. Put if him we represent him. Put him in the ring. He gets destroyed. It ruins his his credibility. Michael B. Jordan's credibility. It ruins his brand. It's the same thing, these old kung fu movies, right? When the master comes up and someone whooped the masters behind and no one wants to work, play, like train with him anymore. It's the same kind of concept, right? It's Did like, that happen in It Man? <laughs> it happened in all of them. It Man, Contra Target, Hit and Dragon. You just go beat up the you go beat up the leader and okay. no one else cares, right? It's, it's that sort of is that sort of a mentality. So No, you, I feel you. It's like if I'm backing you, you better be worth it because I have a reputation to uphold. Exactly. And if you get your ass beat, it's like, well, what are you doing as a coach? Exactly. Okay. How are you training them? Right. Yeah. It's like you or or worst case for boxing, right? It's not so much about training. Why did you decide to put that fighter in that position where you should have known? Yeah, it's like you're not no, protecting your Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then people because it's all about trust, right? Because mm-hmm. if you notice You see what happened in Million Dollar Baby, boxing is dangerous. It's dangerous. But there's also a, a, a giant skills gap that people don't realize from the nuanced watcher, right? Mm. Like like See now you know about now he knows about boxing again. No, I do. It depends right. on the sound of court I'm on. Mm-hmm. But there's 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 nuances, right? Where okay. you go and if 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 you fall someone on the street all right, you might survive. You fight someone who's been training for boxing for six months, you probably get destroyed, mm. right? But you don't know that 
if you're just like. So you you think it is realistic for Damien to still be that good after he's been in the pen for 18 years? Is it realistic for him to be that good? I don't believe it is. <clears throat> so only thing I can think of is that. Unless he was just boxing in a courtyard. Uh, in jail, you got nothing but time. You get swole. That doesn't mean you get good at boxing. You I know he was swole. already good at boxing, but I'm like, you don't have the same training that you had. You know what I mean? What, you get an hour, hour a day of sunlight, maybe? Yeah, but so, it's like, you know, when he was a kid, he probably had coaches. He probably had people training him. You don't have that anymore. You have limited space. Shit, you have limited, like, mental capacity that you did when you were a kid. Like, so I'm like, how are you this good just coming out? He was rusty for, like, a day, and then he shook it off and was killing niggas. No, he was, uh, you're right. He wasn't that... It was, uh, I think that was exaggerated, mm-hmm. right? Because of the time frame, right? Once again, uh, Michael B. Jordan or uh, Adonis Creed, right? He's older, retired, and he had to figure out how to get those two in a ring, you know? So, yeah, obviously he was, he should have been more rusty than, than he probably was have. But the dude was a unit, yo. Like, you know, like those jail bodies are typically top heavy. <laughs> yeah, he is real top heavy. I saw them legs. I was like, oh, he got chicken legs. He got chicken legs. The jail is it's typically oh. top heavy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but no, he was, he, he put in the work after he got out and went training, right? In, in the gym and everything. And he was working out. And you know how Rocky go? Rocky's all about montage. If you have a montage, you can go from zero to 100 real quick in one song. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. So he had a, he had a whole training montage. So he did it. And he got, he got husky. So he got husky and he got ready to fight. I mean, he was husky fight. when he came out. Yeah, he was. He but was he, already husky. He got ready to fight to fight Felix, right? And automatically, like you said, he was a dirty boxer, right? He was he was a dirty boxer because he was using his elbows. Using he used his elbows a few times, you know. He would hit him in like in his like his uh in his elbows, mm. like hit him at his joints. I yeah, I see him. He will hit like your soda at a yeah. certain point. Yeah, basically. Is that against the rules or is it just looked down upon? I think boxing. Experts. You're not. This could sound weird, but I think you're not supposed to intentionally try to injure someone. Even though you're trying to rip their head off, essentially, you can't just go. No, and I like, believe there's a way to fight fair. Yes, and exactly. fighting fair is I'm going to get the best of you because I'm stronger, I'm faster. And a more technical, yes. Instead of I'm going to get the best of you because I'm tricky. Yes. Which, even though I think some trickiness is. It works That's good too. for street fighting because, you know, you're trying to. But yeah, in a professional setting, there is a there's a code. Yes, but but he did rock him. He not did knock him out. And the thing was that. Adonis, so do you think he's a good fighter then? If he beat Felix by, kind of yeah, dirty. The dude was yes, okay. absolutely. Because I can I can fight dirty all I want, but I was gonna beat that nigga. I don't care how dirty I fight. I would have got destroyed, right? So you need. You're some not a sort fighter. Of, what are you saying? I'm no. I'm saying, I'm saying even if he fought a little dirty, he had to be proficient okay. enough to get it. Fighting dirty probably got him a point. But no, even that, when he got caught, he lost two points on his round. So in boxing, right, it's a score out of 10 each round. And typically it's like, oh, this person might get nine points, this person get eight, this person gets 10 points this round, this person gets like seven or whatever. So like the scoring is very close as you go, kind of go along, right? And losing two points essentially losing two rounds. So he was most likely oh, from, really? a point, yeah, from a point standpoint, he probably would have lost the match if it went the whole time. Mm. So once he realized that, he had to knock him out or he probably would have lost from judging it alone because the judges, they, they saw the dirty fights and everything, right? Mm-hmm. The judges probably would have gave it to Felix, but he, like, bodied him and knocked him out, right? So, I and then that was legitimate. And obviously, how do you feel about Adonis being upset that he got knocked, that he knocked out? 
I mean, it makes sense for Adonis in a financial point. Like you just, like you said, you're you're a dude who's fresh out and you're knocking out my best boxer. That looks bad. My best fighter, it makes him look bad. And plus the means, like you said, the dirty fighting probably kind of made him feel some type of way too. Yep. But I feel like it was important because it let him know, oh, Dame ain't playing. Yeah. You playing with him, you think he got time. He doesn't have time like you do. Yep. You know what I mean? So Remember the beach scene? After the fight, after he got the the whole I was rooting for Dave. You was rooting for Dave. I said, yeah, you better run, you little bitch, like you did all them years ago. <laughs> I was right there. I was like, go off, Dave. I don't know how he got that many groupies that quickly, but that's money, another story. Money, money, but what hoes. money? Uh, the professional boxers make a lot. Yeah, that fight. I, I don't know how much a title weight the first time was. Yeah, I guarantee they're probably making at least a few mil. You're kidding. I thought they didn't make that much. It depends on it depends on your opportunities. Mm. So that's why he wanted that fight so bad because it's a title weight fight, right? Sponsored by the Gatorade. previous <laughs> by Showtime, right? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was basically like a big a big fight. And those purses okay. are huge. So him purses. Win- yeah, that's the that's the, the winnings that you get from the fight. It's called a purse. <laughs> I know, it's such a manly sport, but they call it purse, right. right? It's kind of funny. <laughs> yes. So, like, I'm going to ignore that. But, yeah, <laughs> that whole beach scene, I didn't listen. My thing is, it's so unrealistic. Remember when Adonis was trying to get to Dame? Someone was in his way, and Adonis punched him? I'm like, that is illegal. Aren't as a boxer, you can't put your hands on civilians because your hands are literally weapons. labeled as weapons. Yes, absolutely. I was like... I was waiting for the the sideline where this man gets his due money for getting punched by Adonis Creed, and that it never true. happened. Yeah, but Adonis, he punched someone in the first Creed movie. He punched like a bouncer, just like put him to sleep. But that's when he wasn't nobody. But still, you could still yeah. be like, this dude punched yeah, me. Yeah, that I was got very, I was like, latches don't do this. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they kind of do, but only to their wives. <laughs> no, um, Conor McGregor, he, uh, he like punched out someone on the bus or something like that. I never like, liked him. Yeah, no. No, he was uh, pretty arrogant and everything. And then he, he punched... called somebody boy. He said, like, dance boy or something like that, like a black man boy. He probably did. Yeah. It's, 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 like, on, it's on par. Like it's on par for what. Like, I know they say things to get it riled up. Like, boxing is really much like soap operas. Like, during <laughs> the press release leading up to the fight, they just talk a whole bunch of shit. And but that's what we really want. We want the violence and we want the it, personality. It's, it's, like, it's like wrestling, honestly. Yeah. They put on a show, make it seem like they're really angry at each other so they can go out there and fight better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. <clears throat> but yeah, I feel the same way. I wasn't, listen, I, I, I was rooting for Dame this whole movie. Kind of, you know. And another thing I think that was kind of rushed was they got Felicia Rashad the fuck about it. She died so quickly. <laughs> I was Felicia like, oh, she Rashad died, yo. We didn't I even see the funeral. Well, they didn't do they the funeral. They didn't show no funeral. I almost died crying, yo. Like Really? Well, well, like, not crying, Life? like, bawling. Laughing? No, not laughing. Oh. It was sad. When she died, it was sad because, you know, like, Felicia Rashad, you know, she's... That's Mama Huxable, you know? Like, That's Mama Huxable. Like, she, you can't be she doing her like that. She still looks so good. So she good. looks fantastic. Fantastic. She kind of reminds me. She kind of, you know, she kind of looks like Aunt Liz. Something about her eyes. I can see that. You can see it, right? I thought the same thing. I was like, she kind of looks like Aunt Liz. I can see that. Yeah. I, I wish, I don't know. It, well, her it makes character sense, was right? good. Aunt Liz is what related to uh, Megan Good. Oh, she just got bad in her jeans. Just in the jeans, you know what I mean? That's what it is. But um, Shout yeah, out. she died very quickly. 
And I feel like this role, I, I'm a huge, not a huge, but I'm a Tessa Thompson fan. I liked her in Passing. I liked her in For Colored Girls. She wasn't for Colored Girls. She wasn't for Colored Girls. Oh, wow. I liked her. I'm trying to think of another movie that I watched of hers. Ah, I am blinking. I don't know. I just like her, and I feel like this movie stifles her. (laughs) Stifles her? She was... She don't have much to do. She doesn't. She's just just... playing the cool... I feel like this this role, she was able to give a little more and really talk about, like, her passions as an artist, but I still feel like she wasn't utilized. I feel like she was playing kind of a character that kind of seems different than the real Tessa Thompson in my mind. So I feel like this role kind of stifled her, you know? I don't think, you mean stifle is is gonna hurt her for future opportunities? No, no, hell no, absolutely not. I mean, it's just this role didn't give her the opportunity to shine as much as she can. Cause you can have great actors, but the script isn't really given what it needs to give. Then it's like, you're not gonna get the full potential of an actor. You know who did shine though? Their daughter, Amara. Really? Mila Davis Kent, the the little the little deaf yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. She was one of my favorite people. You know, really? Cause, yes, because one, she had hands, right? Remember they went to the gym? Oh, I did he, like it. When she punched out the little girl in her class real quick. <laughs> real quick. She put her hands up. She said, boom. Yeah. Boom, right? But no, she was cute. You know, she had a, um, it was obviously she loved her dad and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought she was really, it was a really good opening debut for for her. Yeah, you know, and they did the um, um, I think they did their relationship pretty well, and you know, I think you're you're right with Tessa Thompson, right? Her her purpose was to say, hey, you know, you have a family, but like that argument they had, that was the best scene I think, like acting wise, the argument they had on the couch, when, Adonis uh, and Tessa, when she he didn't want to talk about. All the stuff that happened with him and Dane. Mm-hmm. It, it, it felt like a real argument that every couple had. Like she, she ate that. Like just her, her frustration in her voice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Her expressions. You know, because as for me, I know we love Michael B. Jordan, but I don't think he's that great of an actor. I love them as Killmonger, but I feel like because they keep playing him in these these very action type macho man roles. Yeah, and. Adonis is a character that doesn't really say his emotion is very one note. It just seems like it doesn't seem like a believable portrayal for me. Like it did, like I don't know. Whenever Michael B. Jordan is acting like a tough guy, it never seems believable for me. <laughs> it just never does. Because Jonathan Major seems very believable. Yes. No, he doesn't have a tough guy face. He has the is physique. Is it his face? I think it's his face. I think his face look a little soft. His physique is obviously really? like husky, but I don't think like. I don't know. Maybe his face, or maybe his voice too. He doesn't have much, most of, most of like, like a really deep. I don't know what it is because I believed him more as Killmonger. Killmonger was kind of a tough guy, but not really. He wasn't a tough guy. He was. He was intellectual. Yeah, there was more to him. There was more to him. He wasn't. He wasn't like a. Yeah, I guess when when Michael B. Jordan is playing like a hood nigga, it's just not believable. Yes, it's it's not not believable. No, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's like I can tell you ain't really. No, you're not. You're not really hood. That's what it is. He's yeah, not yeah. He's not hood, but Killmonger. You know, it it felt real. You know, we felt that anger. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We felt that entitlement. It, yeah, and he he was very cool too and tough guy, but he had a reason for it. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, absolutely. But um, but yeah, I love- yeah. But I never noticed them. I never thought about Amara, and I, I do really like how they made her deaf. You know, because I watch movies with subtitles anyway. So seeing. 
the subtitles on the screen, you know what I mean? When they were speaking ASL, mm-hmm. ASL? American Sign Language, yeah. That didn't bother me one bit. I was like, I, I need subtitles. I don't know what y'all be saying. Exactly. So, right. So I did hear that they're thinking about actually putting subtitles in every movie theater. I don't know why they haven't been. Yeah, it seems like a very simple thing to do. You need to put the words up there. Yeah, yeah. It's my only thing is with comedy, they have the subtitles have to be placed correctly. Oh, because if I I can read what he's about to say before the actor portrays that emotion, it takes away the the comedy of it. So it needs to be timed well. Timed well. I agree. I agree. But um, yeah, no, I agree. Felicia Rashad. Passing away was emotionally devastating. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I feel no type of way. You didn't care at all. I think I might say, "Oh, that's sad." We looked at, <laughs> like, "Oh no, Felicia." Mm. Oh, no. We thought she died in real life. What, what do you? What, what do you? Uh, what do you feel about her hiding the letters? Do you think that she was justified when not showing the letters that Damien wrote to uh, Adonis in prison? That was a little much. A little much. I think. I think you should have showed him the letters, but then have a conversation with him about. Because my thing is, I understand you're trying to protect Adonis, but at the same time, Damien is still very young and he's in jail and he's alone. Yes. He doesn't have anyone. He's a foster kid, you know what I mean? Damien yep. Ad- and Adonis were brothers. So for you to cut him off, yeah, that was low. You could have brought him in for visitation. You could have did something. I thought yeah. that was very low. You isolated that man and now he's here trying to kill your son because of what you did. Because of what you did. So, I 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. I think, you know, from a parent's standpoint, she's probably just trying to do what's best for him to get him to move on. And focus. And to be honest with you, it might have worked. It worked. It worked it too worked. well. It worked too well, right? I, that's another thing. I wish that I know they probably thought about this recently. This is Michael B. Jordan's first directorial debut. Yep, I think he did a pretty good job. He did great. He, he did, did great. great. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, he did great. But I wish they would have thought of Damien earlier and maybe introduced him in the earlier movie. Mm. That really would have set the scene for us as the viewer. Mm. Being like, oh, yeah, he's been waiting. Damon's been waiting for this. He's coming back to take what's his. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We would have felt more of a connection to the story and to the characters and everything. Yeah, but the the fact that he wasn't present in the first or second movie, it still kind of lines up, right? Because the whole point was that that happened and he forgot about it and moved on. Well, I guess they could have had it in a way where you felt the guilt of Michael B. Jordan a little bit. Mm. Because, okay, he forgot it. He, He moved on from Dame, but was that guilt always still there or not? Yeah, I think he felt more, not so much Or did it guilt. just come back when he saw him, when he saw Dame? Yeah, I think that um, Adonis Creed, his guilt and anger was mostly faced towards his father, Creed himself. Oh, the, yeah, I forgot him. about that. Yeah, I guess he was dealing with that. Yeah, that complexity. One struggle is, at a time. One struggle at a time. You know, it's, it's, it's hard out here. Yeah. So I think that was, that main complexity is what they were focused on first in the first two movies. And his third one, I did think it was Neosh. And, but, uh, uh, I, I do think that it was uh, good. What? I missed the word I was going to say. Okay. So it was just good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. So then so the only thing I didn't think fine believable was we keep going on right after um, after Damien knocked out Felix and, you know, his, uh, Adonis' mom passed away. When... when uh, um, Adonis went to ESPN with the Stevie, the Stephen A. Smith show, right? And he was so yeah. so he went to Stevie a, Stephen A. Smith show, right? And I believe our engineer brought this on, brought this up to he, me during the movie. He brought it up. He, like, he goes to the, he, he got to go to the show, right? And Damien call him up and call him all sorts of like punks. He's and on Stephen A. So he's on first take. Mm-hmm. First Adonis take. is on first take, and then Damien calls in. 
Which they do on first date. They do. They do. But what was unbelievable about it? I thought it was unbelievable that Adonis Creed, who literally was like the Rocky slash Ali slash Apollo, mm. like professional boxer, mm. would need to feel as though he had to go and fight this man himself. And like, oh, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a retire and fight him. I didn't really think that was believable. I didn't know why. Like, I don't know why he couldn't have just like, yeah, you know, you got my my boxer, but the next guy I got coming up, he's going to be better. Mm. I didn't know why he had to go and be like, yeah, you beat my boxer, but I have to go beat you myself now. Just that logic to put himself in the ring again after he already retired. I'm going to get back to that because I do think there's logic in that. But what DQ brought up is first take comes on at 9 a.m. Why the hell was that program going on at night? <laughs> it was nighttime. And I was like, you right. Because you watch First Take every morning and it comes on around like 9 a.m. Oh, you know why? You think it was Pacific time. time. So, so 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh. It might have been early morning. Oh, okay. Okay. What were they doing at 6 o'clock in the morning watching First Take? Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. No. I don't know. That's but a, um, that's a good that's a good that's a good thought. I do think that uh that uh what was I saying? No, I do think it makes sense because they made it personal to Adonis. He did. It was personal, he you was. know. So I do think it was very understandable for Adonis to come out of retirement to fight him because he made a personal attack to him. Yeah. This wasn't about this really wasn't about like winning a belt. It wasn't about anything. It was you, and I need to get you back. You know what I mean? So So you think that he fought him for redemption, or he fought him for, like, do you think that, you, so, like, it's a Dragon Ball Z sort of thing, right, or Naruto sort of thing, right, where for me, in order to get Sasuke back, I got to whoop his behind until he realized I want him back and get back. That's kinky. Right? <laughs> but do you think do you think it was like that, that he figured in order for, to save the relationship, he had to fight him, or it was personal. He hates this man now because I feel he like attacked it, him. I feel like it's both. You know, he always wanted to be a boxer before he went to jail, and he still wants to be a boxer. But I feel like it's personal now where it's like pretty much I'm taking what's mine. If I did not go to jail trying to protect you, I will be in that spot, and you wouldn't be. And when I was going to the top, I was going to bring you with me. You went to the top and you didn't think shit about me. Mm. You didn't think twice about me. Mm. So he made it very personal. I forget what he said, but didn't he call like Adonis a bitch on TV or something or said your dad will be ashamed of you? Mm. I think he said something like that. And that's why Adonis was like, okay, I need to fight him because it's it's us now. It's not, yeah, it's about the title, but it's more about us. You're trying to hurt me. Mm. And Adonis, you know, he had these feelings of like kind of inadequacy, feeling like he shouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for Dame mm. and guilt too. So I feel like Adonis had to prove something too to himself, but also to Damien and let him know like, hey, I feel bad at what I did, but you ain't gonna shit on me now. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I think it was both. I think it was both. Okay. I love the, uh, I love the, the training montage. Yeah, I always like the training montage. Like you said, it's very inspiring, you know, just seeing him get back up after that big ass white man knocked Adonis out in the uh, in the ring and mm -hmm. yeah, I really liked it. So, what did you think of the final scene? So the final match, y'all. The final match, right? So that match, I thought it was. 
a few things, right? I, I took some notes. Let me find my physiome. It was, um, I heard someone say that Michael B. Jordan really wanted to have an anime influence for this show. And it really did remind me of an anime. Like the whole setup and James can't find his phone, y'all. So he's just just looking for his phone. He's searching on. I took it's so not many a big studio. Notes. He has Do no idea know? where it is. There it goes. Thank you, thank you. Reddit thread? I actually found a, going back to first take, I found a Reddit thread and someone said, I repeat, it's nighttime. First take is a morning show from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Never thing. Yeah. That's funny. Maybe it was like a, a special like report that they had to shoot first take right then and there. But yeah, I don't know why. It would have been a lot easier. Well, a very easy thing to do to make the show during the day. <laughs> and one That's... thing I noticed, uh, going back to the the big match between Adonis and Damien, is that Damien's wearing black shorts. And I thought that was kind of interesting because it's like, okay, he's kind of a person who has a lot of darkness in him. Mm. So it makes sense for him to be wearing black. And Adonis was wearing white shorts. And I read, um, I think uh, Michael B. Jordan did an interview with Variety and he said he wanted him to wear white shorts. Like he he's wearing these white shorts that his dad wore. Well, similar to the style that Apollo wore. With the American stars. The American right? flag. Yeah, yeah, the American flag shorts. But his was white. Mm. And he said he wanted to have a white American flag because he wanted the white shorts to represent a sort of clean slate for Adonis. Mm. Like I'm moving past the guilt that I felt, that I feel for what happened with me and Damien. Now I want a clean slate. And he also said he felt as though America needed a clean slate after the Donald Trump area, era and things like that. So it, I think the white American shorts was a very good, you know, uh, move for him and everything. You know, it, it is interesting seeing how like costumes play effects on like will really like tell the story of like a character and where they are at that moment. Yeah, but I didn't get any of that from those. Well, most time you don't get it. You don't get it. Like, unless you're really into like the fashion and costumes, mm. like um, everything, everywhere, all at once, a movie we'll re be reviewing next, spoiler alert, the costumes are a very big deal. Mm, yeah. So I'll definitely do some <clears throat> research upon that. But, but yeah, so the fight itself, um, you know, it's, Title weight fight, very highly anticipated. The, title what? the the heavyweight fight, the title match. Okay, you said yeah. title weight. Title weight. Okay. Uh, either way, I said it wrong. Yeah. So I'm just right. re-emphasizing what I said. Anyway, big fight, big end, and I thought that one, some notes I took down right since I found my phone is one, like you said, the training montage with the ex-Russian dude who was like the main antagonist in the second movie actually training Creed to go fight um, Damien. I thought that was really cool, right? Because obviously- It gave this... me like a Piccolo Goku sort of vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. Like right. how he got happy when um, Adonis was able to beat him a little bit. Mm -hmm, he was exactly. like, all right, let's go. I'm let's... like, that's so fucking anime. <laughs> that's so no, anime. It is anime, right? Um, I like... And we know Michael B. Jordan likes anime because he put out like this Naruto-inspired clothing line with Coach not too long ago. Oh, really? Yeah, the clothes are fire. They're pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, so if you want to get like some, uh, like, a, like, a, like a Leaf Village, they don't have that. But they have like these <laughs> vests that look like the uh, the Shinobi vest that they wear. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, it was expensive. I didn't get any of it. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. 
But also, I liked how in the fight itself, one, that Damien didn't really fight dirty. He didn't fight dirty because I feel as though I feel as though he matured as a boxer, if that makes sense. Yeah. But also, I feel as though if I'm going to if he's going to beat him, he's going to beat him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to be no excuses because you were fighting dirty. This is a vendetta. So he's like, I'm going to beat you. You know what I mean? So it's getting hot here. No, I think I think that's. The, the the main reason why I, I didn't really believe it was believable that the fight would happen in the first place because Damien had zero to lose, right? And because of that, whenever you put a man in a corner and you in like his back against the wall, they have nothing to lose. They're the most dangerous person They're going to wild earth. the fuck out. They're going to wild out. So I did just no way as me as... Adonis Creed would have gotten to that ring with that man, like with nothing to I lose. I feel like he would. I feel like, you know, it's he likes a challenge. We know that. It's someone who he cares about and respected. I feel like he would. I I, I feel like it makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. You know, he he beat everybody else. Hungry dogs run faster, right? That's that's a that's a thing, right? They <laughs> You're run just faster. saying shit, aren't no, you? No, you literally like, yo, there's literally like dogs run what? faster. <laughs> Okay. Look at how look at how Jason Whoa. Kelsey said it. Yeah, uh, okay. hungry dogs run faster, right? So the for that dude to have <laughs> nothing to lose to go up and fight. Nah, him. I feel like Adonis would be up for that challenge. Like, you so know. how did you like the the scene switching during the fight itself? Right when um, there was like like one punch where uh, like the prison cell. I came love down. that. I love that. It just really. I. I'm trying to remember. It's just, you know, it really showed, like, the the cage Dame was in mentally. Mm. And I think it really just showed the urgency of what he's doing. Like I said, he don't got a lot of time. He don't. His time has been stolen from him. He was a kid, too, pretty much, when he pulled that gun. He was. And Jonathan Majors, he fucking killed it. Like, from the him walking on the stage, just, you know what I mean? And, like, remember he was doing all this and shit. In the ring, and, like, yep, he yep. kind of moved like a primate. But I felt like that was intentional because it showed that primal energy in him. Yeah. And then you slowly see that primal energy chip away and he just becomes vulnerable. Mm. And that cage kind of represents that. Mm. You know, the the bars coming down. He's getting hurt. He's getting hurt physically because, like, I feel like he realizes he still loves Adonis. Adonis is still his friend. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, how could you do that to me? You never read my letters. You never, you know, sometimes when you're so mad at somebody, then y'all kind of scream it out. And for and after a while, you guys are just kind of crying at the end or just, you know, you, you get. I do it all the time. Me and, me and Adana, you know, it's just like after all the anger is gone, you see the real emotions and that's hurts. Yeah. That's hurt. That's betrayal. And I think that's what it showed. Even there was this one scene where um, Adonis was sitting at his corner of his ring and he just looked over across the ring at at Damien and just his face, Damien's face just looked utterly just just downtrodden. Yeah. And that's how Adonis saw him. And I feel like that moment he was like, man, I had so much anger for you. Now I just want to make things right. Yeah. I'm just sad and I'm sorry this happened to you, but I have to beat your ass because you can't keep doing this to me, you know? Yeah. So it was both of that. I, I think it was a lot of love in that moment. It was a lot of respect too. 
Also very Dragon Ball Z. Yes, I love the Dragon Ball Z punch. Yeah. Oh, when they both hit each other at the yeah. same time. Yes. I was like, this is it. This, this is, is Goku it. and Vegeta. It is. All over again. Like, it reminds me of, um, remember when Vegeta went Majin Vegeta? Yep. And remember how he was kind of like nice, not nice to Goku, but there was kind of like, he was still kind of himself where he was like. He, he wanted Goku to power up and get as strong as possible so they can fight. Okay. Like a real honorable fight. There seemed to be, yeah, it's like some some disrespect there. Yeah. So I feel like in that fight, it was a lot of respect. Like it, like I said, after that emotion where then they remembered, man, this is my nigga Dane. This is my nigga Donnie. Yeah. Like, how did our relationship become this? Yeah. And I think that's why at the end, when Creed won, I wasn't cheering for him. Did you feel victorious in Creed won? Because I did not. <laughs> I said Dame should have won. And I love Creed, but... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I felt victorious. I felt... That he had to win, right? Because it's his movie. It's his movie, and I wanted him to win. <laughs> They're not going to change it to Dame 3. Yeah, they could call it Dame 3. He, I think he had to win. And also Dame, you know, like, I don't know. He, he, I, I do think that Jonathan Dame was Majors, out of pocket. He was out of pocket. Yeah. Right? I understood, like I say, I understand the anger, but he was out of pocket. He was tripping. Yeah. And I think if he would have won, he, he would have kept doing he that. He would have kept doing Exactly. It. He needed to lose because... He would have kept doing that, and he would think that's an acceptable way to really kind of get a sort of like I don't know. When you're in jail, healing. when you're in jail, your 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 growth is stunted, hundred percent. Mm. Mental growth is stunted, right? Because your normal they don't even treat you like a human. They don't even so, treat you like a yeah, human. So you, those sure. social interactions are survivability, right? What you got to do to survive in mm-hmm. routines, right? So for him coming out of jail, you're right. Him, that his initial reaction is all he can go off of that that those instincts, right? So yeah. I think if he would have won, he would have became a super villain. You know, not he would have, yeah, he would have been on demon time. He'd have been on demon time. OD. Like he would have been OD. And even Creed, you know, everyone's celebrating. He's just thinking about Dame. He's just thinking. About and him. I loved when he went to the locker room and they finally yes. spoke. I literally have that written down that they amended and fixed it because it's um. I think too many times we hold grudges, especially mm. as black men. Yeah. Right. Um, remember that song, Meat Mill, Beef? Right? He put that out. I like, always talk about that. Yo, the so- it's because, like, you know, he's a Philly rapper, you know. We and know who Meek Mill is, James. I know. But I'm just talking for All people right. who don't know Meek Mill as a Philly rapper. Who doesn't know Meek Mill? I don't know. Probably not people who listen to us. But uh-huh. anyway, right? Obviously, he's a big Philly rapper, and he came up with a song called No Beef as he's not squashing. I thought it was called Beef. Beef, okay. But All right. The, the, the song basically was like, I ain't squashing no beef, right? All right. Yeah. Like, I'm not going, basically, we have a problem, it's on site regardless. And that lack of forgiveness is not something I, You don't I'm, do that with friends. No. Not with longtime friends. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, I think there's too much, that happens way too much in our in our culture, unfortunately. So I do I do think that them actually talking. doing that, talking and, and, fixing, and fixing it. And. Obviously, it opens the door for future relationships. And Damien, if he still wants a box, he can still box. You yeah. know what I mean? He was a runner-up. I don't think Damien was even really mad about Adonis running. I think it's just the fact that he did not, he abandoned he him. He abandoned him. He yeah. abandoned him. And that's hurtful. You know, being in a foster care system, like I said, you don't have nobody. You don't. You know what I mean? What if that crazy man, oh, I don't, never mind. I don't think they're still in foster care. But still, it's like, you abandoned me and Adonis losing really opened up a space for him to have a real conversation. Because mm-hmm. the whole time, they've been avoiding the conversation. Even when they were good in the beginning, when he first saw Dame leaning on his car, 
The conversation never came up and it wouldn't have never come up in a real helpful way. It only came up out of anger yeah. when they were on the beach and he was like, oh, you ran. So, yeah, you know, so it's cathartic. Being no. the shit out of somebody is cathartic. And then you're like, oh, man, I actually really care about you and I'm sorry for what happens. And I liked how Adonis approached it. Listen, I'm sorry for what happens, but you're not going to keep holding this over my head. Yeah. Forgiveness is forgiving and both moving sides. on. Yeah, on yeah. Sides. You know, so. Absolutely. So what would you rate Cree 3? What's it getting? So I personally loved the movie. Okay. I did. Um, so uh, going back to our popcorn scale. I'd give it a medium bag of popcorn. Medium. It still is a watch that, John. Yep. But, um. Yeah, that's I listen, I didn't have much to say about this movie, guys. It's it's Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan shortlist. Like, what more do you need? But you know, it's it's an action movie. So can you really go wrong with an action movie? Yeah, you can. But I, I do give this a large bag of popcorn, right? I think okay. I think the reason being is because of one, um the undertones of, you know, the the boys in the hood mentality and the um, basically people, it's very hard to recover from what happened between those two, those two men. Right. The, the Yeah. I feel like, you know, I feel like Damien still is going to feel resentful for a while, but at least the conversation is out there and now yep. he can work towards them both working towards yes. healing and moving on. And I think, I think the way that Jonathan Majors did it and made it. He so stole the movie for me. And so heartfelt. And like you said, his, his like you, you said that his face was just puffy. It was like, how can you look like congested and like <laughs> like just just his just his expressions and like the pity that he had on his yeah, face. Yeah, he can go toughness. from being so arrogant and so boisterous to being like, oh my gosh, I just want to give you a hug and let you know the world is all right. Yeah, like, there, his face alone could do all the acting. His little mouth purse sort of thing he does. We just stick his lips out kind of look like a sassy girl but it just it says a lot yeah you know what he does look yeah so i think he absolutely made the movie i liked Um, him ever since watching the harder they fall with him and regina king and zazie beats and lakeith stanfield remember the cowboy movie you don't remember that it was a you never seen it it was a western and Idris elba was a bad guy I told you to watch it. Oh, I do remember that on Netflix. Yeah. I do remember Uh, that. I do remember that. That was a long time ago. Not that long. It was like last year. That's a long time ago, movie days. All right. All right. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Uh, Like we said, watch that, John. You know, is is it still in theaters? It should be, right? Yep. Thank you for listening, you know. Um, Is it better than the last episode? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we got to read our episodes live. But, yeah, I think this is a, a really good conversation that we was able to have, right? I think one other thing that we haven't talked about is the elephant in the room is why Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, wasn't in the movie, right? And I looked it up a few times, and, and, it, sound, and it sounded like that he didn't like the artistic direction that this movie went into. Oh, he's a princess now? Right, so that's... The- he won an Oscar, for the Creed movie. And I was like, why the fuck did he win an Oscar? <laughs> like, it's, he wasn't. Uh, what the fuck? That was so weird to me. Yeah. I, uh, I actually don't want to think about it too much because the artistic direction for this movie, he, he, he mentioned some part that um, it was too dark, you know, that he felt that going too dark wasn't good for a movie. Movie should be uplifting, you know? And 
it did get a little dark, but it's real. I feel it's that, that real. Story, that's life. That story was such a real and honest story about like being being black, being black, and you poor. Know? And poor, and maybe he couldn't understand that, relate to it, you know, like you know, white movie, white men do not like movies they cannot relate to. Yeah, maybe. they hated seeing red turning red. Oh, they yeah. hate it. Oh, people hate that movie because mm. it's not relatable. And I'm like, it's what not for you? They like, but even <laughs> so, it's like we literally watch the most unrelatable stuff. You watch a movie about a mermaid. Am I a mermaid? No. Will I ever be a mermaid? No. But I still watch it. Exactly. Like you watch movies about superheroes. Are you a super? That's a whole other story. But yeah, yeah, they don't like things that they can't relate to. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So I'm hoping that later on he'll he'll say why he wasn't in the movie or so. But ultimately, it proved that we didn't really need him. I was looking for Rocky. Obviously. I didn't think about Rocky at all. I wasn't looking for him to make a cameo. And I liked him in the first Creed movie. I liked his mentor relationship. But yeah. I I wasn't thinking about no fucking Rocky. I was I was looking for. Was, I was he in the second Rocky. movie? He was in a second. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that nigga. I was looking for him. I was looking for Philly. It was, like I said, it was no Philly. Ah, no. no there should have been some Philly. I didn't hear a John. Even, even when he came I out. I dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Even when he came out and it was L.A., I'm thinking, dag, man. Creed just went to the to the West Coast. He's from L.A., though. I know he's from L.A., but the whole movie series, like, dag. All right. We lost a little part of Philly, you know. We lost a little part of Philly. Yeah. You know. But, but no. I did I did like the movie. Go watch no, that, No, I did John. like it. Watch that, John, y'all. Watch that, John. Right. And uh, all right, peace out, y'all. You got anything else to say? Yeah, I just want to, once again thank you for our our producers, Wavecap. Q. Q. There you go. There we go. I was supposed to say that part because you knew you were gonna mess it up. I, I I'm not good. But you with said it anyway. Twisters. I did say it anyway. All but right. uh, you know, you know, shout out to um our followers and shout yeah. out to you, the listeners. The listeners. We're yeah. gonna get things together. We're working on the technical stuff, websites, trademarks. So. Yes. Wish us luck, guys. Wish us luck. All right. But thank you very much. Bye.